It's Sunday at the 2011 annual conference for the National College of Hypnosis and Psychotherapy and the National Society. We've just watched a wonderful talk by Robin Thorburn. He's an author, a hypnotherapist and a psychotherapist in Edinburgh. And he's done a wonderful um, talk on REBT and called it an interpretation of its theory and practice. Interpretation, I think, is probably the, um, the key to it there. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that interpretation and then CBT versus REBT and those differences. Well, I think what I've tried to do over the years is um, draw on the work of uh, certainly Dr. Albert Ellis, the originator of REBT, and the person largely accredited with laying down the intellectual foundations of CBT, also this, the Australian doctor Claire Weeks, an expert in the nervous system, and of course Milton Erickson, the hypnotherapist. And I've kind of, if you like, tried to take those three approaches, put them in, sort of bring it all, put it all in together, and hopefully come out with something that works really quite well for the client, certainly. Um, the difference between CBT and REBT uh, was a question that perplexed me for many years, and then had the, the great opportunity of asking Dr. Albert Ellis uh, at his bedside in a New York hospital what the difference in fact was. And he replied by saying REBT is more philosophical. From that, I took that we could think about our thinking and probably think about that thinking. Something that I, I later noted in his books, he said that animals could not do. I also found it quite interesting in as much that I once read that animals don't get post-traumatic stress disorder. So I wonder if it's their inability to think about their thinking might be a good thing in that respect, you know. So that's why I, I took the differences. Now, REBT tends to be a bit more direct, a bit more confrontational on the person's shoulds, oughts, musts, the, the rigid and flexible demands which lead to anxiety, anger, depression, as opposed to preferences which lead to sadness, annoyance, concern, which is normal, livable, overcomable human emotion. So the basis of getting better would be to turn those demands into preferences? Yes, because then you could move towards peace of mind or happiness. As I say to my clients, if you're putting a gun against your own head, you're going to end up in a wheelchair. That's not proving anything except you're choosing to do it. You can also unchoose not to do that and strongly prefer not be happy with the situation, but always give yourself a note so that you don't end up being trapped or stuck with anxiety, anger, depression. And what's the best way of explaining to a client how they can overcome those and change those demands into preferences? Listen to what I've got to say and give up their demands. <laughs> that may sound arrogant, but interestingly, if the person does that, that just does that very thing, they actually realise that they're actually, they do have an option, they do have a choice and they can actually move forward. It does need a lot of work and practice, but the great thing about it, in my view, is that there's, recovery means not never having the same symptoms again. As long as we live, we'll experience stress. Recovery means knowing how to deal with what's happening. So I'm trying to, if you like, show them a, a way of living, quite an effective way of living their life a philosophical way so that they can move towards happiness. They can be their own therapist, basically, in a nutshell. Well, you mentioned during your talk about the ABC form and that process of Albert Ellis is there. I guess yeah. that's obviously something quite you know, in, 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 important in that process. Well, certainly as a therapist, my mind is an ABC form because it helps me to differentiate the situation, the thinking, and the symptoms. Then, of course, 
the symptoms can come back via memory. So there's, there's one or two things going on there. But it helps me, if you like, not to get bogged down with what I would deem to be irrelevancy, such as the situation or the symptom but more specifically zero in on the irrational non-self-helping belief that's actually perpetuating the symptom. Um, as, as I said in my talk, Ellis would often say people are, uh, can, can be influenced by situations, but only we disturb ourselves now. And we do so usually by uh, telling ourselves a non-self-helping belief with a should, a not, or a must. And of course, just to, to add to that, Science, to me, being, is being realistic, logical, and open-minded, whereas the person who's demanding tends to be very unscientific. They're closed-minded, they're illogical, and they're kind of stuck. If somebody's not familiar with that, the ABC process, could I have a quick run-through of that? A stands for activating event. That's the situation the person's in. Uh, that could also mean life's adversities, which are, there are many. B stands for belief, uh, what the person is believing about that situation. C stands for consequences or the outcome uh, of the actual belief. I then, over time, will gradually bring in a D part of this and get the person to actually reconstruct new thoughts, new uh, philosophies, so therefore create E, new feelings. So it's quite, it's a tangible thing for, for, the, for the client. Sometimes they don't like it because it reminds them of being back at school. But, you know, if they want to get better longer term, they usually find it quite helpful. And they're able, they're able to separate out their thinking rather than just one quagmire of emotion. A little bit like the, the analogy of um, my boss is always shouting at me, it makes me cry. There you go. That's jumping from A to C, but yeah. B in the middle, of course, being, well, yeah. your boss made you feel stupid, and that's why you cry. So it's feeling stupid that makes you well, cry, you not Well, you told boss. yourself that you were stupid because you maybe weren't getting your boss's approval. Excellent. Robin, absolutely fantastic talking to you. It was an absolute pleasure to watch you speak at the conference. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. Take care. Bye.